Welcome back to the Get It Out podcast. I'm your host, Jake Cepeda. I want to say thank you so much for checking out last week's episode. It's really exciting to have everyone listen and partake and learn a little bit more of my story. Um, I had a lot of people you know, reach out to me, DM me, and say, hey, Jacob, like that was a really good take that you had. Um, didn't know that about you. you know, or I had questions myself. So it's cool. It was cool to you know have that conversation with people and uh, talk about something that I normally don't. But uh, <laughs> So that was pretty much um, last week's episode, which is about my coming out story. Uh, me being gay, different uh, LGBT issues. So definitely check it out if you have not. Um, also, if you want to check out the Instagram page, it's going to be Get It Out Podcast. That's where I'm going to post all the photos, behind the scenes stuff, um, and then also little clips of the show that I'm going to videotape as well for this week. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for um, announcements. Also, once again, if you would like to participate in the podcast, feel free to DM me, feel free to email me. I would love to have different artists, different creative business owners, anybody really that has a story to tell and ideas to share, feel free to reach out to me. But uh, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. I have a guest with me again for um, today's episode, and we're going to be talking about a variety of topics. We're going to be talking about modeling and fitness, how they coordinate, um, how we met, like that. We're going to transition into then white privilege. Um, since we both lived really close together, but we had vastly different experiences through life. And then we're going to transition into um, relationships, our relationships, love stories, love life, um, and topics about love and all that good stuff. And then we're going to play a little game at the end of it to kind of cap it off. So if that sounds interesting to you, please continue to watch and listen. And without further ado, I'll stop talking and I'll introduce my guest for you guys that don't know her. So to my left, I have... Kelsey Heitzman, happy to be here. Excited yes, to chat. Thanks for coming to the show. I'm really yes. excited to have you on. Um, so, for those that don't know, um, I took some photos of you, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how we met. And then from there, we just didn't just like began me and just kind of talking. And then you mentioned that you want to come on to this, and then now we're here. And we're here. So, um, <laughs> with that being said, since I met you through modeling and, and uh, photography, I kind of wanted to jumpstart with that and kind of um, well, one, I'll have people that don't know you introduce yourself, kind of your backstory, where you're from and a little bit of how you got into modeling. Yeah, so again, my name is Kelsey Heitzman. I grew up in Naperville, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago as well. Um, and yeah, I'm 22, about to graduate college. Exciting stuff. But, um, but yeah, I got into modeling when I was a freshman in high school. I signed with an agency, so probably like 15 years old. And um, I've been signed ever since. I took a break with modeling through college. I went to Michigan State, so I kind of got away and wanted to focus on school and like having that college experience. So I took a break and then this January, I actually decided to get back into modeling and to try to make it my full-time career. So it's something that I didn't really take seriously up until this point. So my perspective of modeling and the industry as a whole has like really shifted throughout my time with my agency. But, but yeah, just now starting to like really take it seriously and try to make it a career. Yeah. And that's definitely what I wanted to get more deeper into is kind of your perspective on the industry, your experiences, good and bad, and kind of your take on it. So, um, let's start here then. What, what, um, well, actually let's start here. What did, uh, do you see yourself doing modeling for a long time? Is something that you really actually want to do your whole life or is it just, you know, like a side? Yeah. So 
my degree is actually in finance, so pretty different from the arts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I love the business aspect of modeling. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that as a model, you can establish yourself as your own brand. Mm -hmm. And that really interests me in the sense that any business venture I want to go down um, in the future, I can use myself as a marketing tool. And I think that's super awesome. And then you understand like a whole other realm of marketing and advertising that you wouldn't really get um, just from taking classes. So I, I really like the business aspect of modeling. So long term, um, obviously, like I love the high fashion. I, I would love to do runway stuff like mm -hmm. that. But long term, I definitely want to get more involved in the business aspect of it, whether it be via h having an agency or starting my own company and just knowing how to market really well. Mm -hmm. um, what are for people that are interested in modeling? What kind of advice would you give to kind of how to start? You know, how to build portfolio? What have What have your experiences going through that whole process? Yeah. So. Um, it's kind of shifted. So when I was thrown into modeling, I didn't take it seriously mm -hmm. at all. And so I didn't really care about like how to best put my foot forward with, with agencies, with clients and build and establish relationships. But like we had talked about before, like establishing relationships with every photographer that you shoot with, mm -hmm. with every client that you have and building a foundation, those are the people that are going to call you when they have a new like business venture. And they're like, Hey, I really want to do um, like a campaign in this direction. Like, I think you'd be perfect. Like they're going to, they're going to know to like call you as opposed to somebody else. So I think it's like really important to establish like firm relationships with people and just shoot all the time. Like when I'm really trying to build and update my portfolio, I'll shoot once a week, sometimes twice a week. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really about just like putting in the time and the effort to show face and like mm -hmm. get your name out there in the industry. Yeah, I, I know when I'm shooting, well, I've, I've done like, a, I've been doing photographer um, about five years and um, I shoot with people that have been doing it for a long, long time or just starting. Um, a lot of consensus though with the new ones are just like, oh, I don't know like how to approach like photographer. I don't know how to approach like, you know, what to wear. If I had to have like a makeup artist with me or whatever. Um, what would you say, you know, how, if someone just like barely starting off, you know, I want to be a model. How do they, how would you approach like a photographer or just an agency or someone to get started? Or, or do you think do you even need that? Do you need to have to be signed with somebody or could you do it freelance? I think it's definitely a safer option to be signed to an agency mm -hmm. just because there's a lot of manipulation and skeevy people in yeah. the industry that are going to try to take advantage of young models. And so it's really, I think having an agent is someone that's going to reassure that you're getting solid, legitimate jobs. But in terms of like reaching out to photographers, like I DM people like crazy, like yeah. I'll spam their Instagram and like, yeah. like all their pictures and be like, I love your work. Mm -hmm. Like I want to shoot with you. So, um, I use Instagram as a huge tool. And then with coming up, I think it's really important to like have a concept for a photo shoot. Mm. Like photographers are obviously super busy. And I mean, you could speak to this also. Like I like to be like, hey, I love your work. This is a mood board that I put together that mm. has similar taste to what your photography looks like. Mm. Um, would you want to shoot something like this? Yeah. So like coming with like tangible idea of like this is what I think we can create together. I think it has a, a more of an impact on photographers when they're like picking and choosing who they want to work with. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Definitely the prep work behind well before doing the actual shoot is very important. Mm -hmm. Because me like for a while, I just kind of like, hey, let's do a photo shoot together. Let's meet up here and do that. But, you know, starting to shoot with, you know, people that are signed or just more people that are I've been doing it for a long time, that prep work beforehand is going to make for better quality photos. 
and stuff like that. So definitely encourage people that are, are, are first starting off. You know, it's okay to you know just kind of do free shoots and just go around and you play play kind of you know different poses. Um, also, with that being affected, like I've done like modeling myself too a little bit. Um, I decided not to do that because <laughs> one, not photogenic, and two, like I. I just don't know like what to do in front of a camera. I just like, I, and that's also something that I tell people that are just starting off. Like, you know, feel free to like use your iPhone and go for like your like like mirror and just yeah. like, look at yourself. Use your like, friends, look, like, yeah, use, use your, your siblings, friends, go yeah, like that. Um, and that'll help you build confidence, kind of figure out what's your best sides and angle and stuff like that. Um, and then when you start approaching people, you kind of have like, okay, I'm comfortable. I know what I like. I can tell them also what I like because what I like as a, as a photographer is when I'm working with somebody and they tell me what they what they want or what they want to do because I can like direct and I can do as much as I as I want but I don't know like you know w- what you what you like what angles you like I can kind of just pick and choose when I edit stuff like that but having communication and knowing what you want is definitely um helpful and it makes you know. it more fun because yeah, it definitely. makes it like then you're invested in the vision and the photographer's invested in the vision and like mm-hmm. you can come together and it makes it more exciting for everybody yeah and going off of what you mentioned earlier about like people that are kind of sleazeballs and kind of want to take advantage of people i've i don't know if you want to like talk about any experiences you had but like for me um when i'm booking people to shoot with um definitely i've had experiences where i had like models come to me while i was shooting because i'm very like approachable i like to like talk to them first be like be nice like that um and once they get more like comfortable they tell me like all these terrible stories they've had of like this guy you know try to shot with you know try to sleep with me or try to like get my number or i just didn't feel comfortable stuff like that um and you know do you have any experiences of like the person or people you know or anything like that yeah so it definitely happens mm-hmm. i haven't had any like terrible experiences like that but i think a huge thing to look for when going and trying to find photographers to shoot with is like just doing your research and either seeing what photos they've posted, contacting the models they've worked with and been like, hey, how was your experience? Or like even looking at their tagged photos, they've never been tagged in a photo. Like that's probably yeah. a red flag <laughs> that like that those aren't their actual photos. Yeah. So so I think it's just I haven't had any experiences like that. I've definitely been contacted like via email um, saying like, oh, we want to book you for this huge Nike campaign. Like mm-hmm. all you have to do is like give us your address and oh, and yeah, yeah. put this deposit down. Reply. And I'm like, yeah. no, like and I mean, people fall for it. And it's and it's nothing. It's easy to fall for because mm-hmm. they make these things like the emails are identical to what an email from my agent would look like. Yeah. So um, but yeah, like if you go on any modeling modeling agency's website like the first thing that pops up is like warning do not respond to any emails that aren't from like a direct you like uh yeah. at whatever our agency name is like because it happens so often and with yeah. every single agency so yeah and you know it's it's definitely scary but um i will say though you know i i always also offer too like if you want to bring a friend that's always for tips yeah. people that want to like you know jump and start asking people to do photos for them always you know ask, i mean if anything if they don't ask you ask yourself like hey like can i bring a friend with me or can mm-hmm. i you know x y and z um have people around whatever do it in a public space that's always a good option yeah and like uh, even if you don't actually like bring a friend yeah. just them being like oh yeah totally bring whoever yeah. like you're like okay you're cool <laughs> yeah because i actually had um a friend that mentioned someone that, that they worked with that i actually know um personally and you know to me like also as a photographer um i'm starting to learn like you know people i may know somebody but they may have a totally different experience with somebody else. So like mm-hmm. I've had someone come to me and they're like, oh, like this guy, he's like really like, he was nice at first. And then he started like, you know, 
messaging me and stuff like that. And for me, as a photographer, I've, I'm learning now to weed out like different people that I, I know that I work with or mm-hmm. that do the same thing as I do and kind of like, you know, hey, like, I don't really like this. Um, if, if you want to get anywhere, you have to stop this or whatever. Yeah. And um, I think if you're going to enter a industry like this, um, it's important to um, take care of yourself. Yes. Take care of yourself um, and know who to work with, who not to work with. And um, kind of, uh, yeah, just, just kind of play around um, with different photographers. I always tell this to people, too, because people always ask me, like, oh, Jacob, I love your photos. Like, I want to work with you. And then um, they always want to keep working with me. Mm-hmm. And that's nice. But I always tell people, and this might be, like, you know, not the best. I've had, I've had people tell me, like, oh, you should, probably shouldn't say this to people, Jacob. But, like, I say, like, <laughs> work with other people. Like, yeah. go out and, like, shoot because people just want to, like, stay with me. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And while that is cool, I get to, you know, have more photos out there and work people more consistently i'm like go out there like no different just different styles different you know um because i definitely don't do every type of like like looks or photography yeah. stuff like that so definitely yeah just definitely reach out um and you know figure out what works for you it definitely is a fun fun um fun thing to do i love shooting like people when you meet people i think that's the biggest yes. thing like people always see like oh i'm gonna post a photo I'm gonna, you know, it's all about like, looks like that, but mm-hmm. really, like, it's about making connections. At least for me yeah. personally, like, yeah. I, I love making connections. I love talking to people and hearing stories. And um, I think uh, I definitely have some horror stories as well, though. As far yeah. as like, I, I, like as <laughs> double-edged yeah. sword. <laughs> Before we started um, doing the podcast, you mentioned like, for me, I, I used to be really shy. Mm-hmm. So me too. like, when I was shooting like with like like different friends, or whatever, I didn't know what to do. I was like maybe we could try this, maybe we could do this kind of concept. Yeah. And then um, it was just terrible. I used to be terrible at communicating, but now just through trial and error and just kind of knowing this is what I want to do, I kind of take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, it does it does help. And like so. the skills transfer so well into like the real world, oh, yeah, the definitely. skills that you learn from this industry, like yeah. there's, so being a major in finance, mm-hmm. um, Uh, like something that I keep on my resume is that I was a professional model and uh, I've had many resume critiques that are like you probably shouldn't like have that you were a model on your business finance resume Mm -hmm. and I'm like I learned confidence I learned how to conduct myself in a professional manner I know how to look at contracts like I'm I'm comfortable standing in front of a room full of people in like a bikini and just walking down a runway like that translates to being able oh, yeah, to definitely. stand in a conference room and like give a speech to a group of a C-suite executives. Like, yeah. like the skills are so transferable. And like, I think people, it's hard for them to get past just seeing like just a model or just a photographer. Mm. Like it's like more than that. Like you develop so many communication and people skills through the industry. Yeah. And I think as like a, a model and this is kind of transition to the second part of this topic which is like the fitness part of it. The reason mm-hmm. why I decided to put fitness into it is because when you think of like model, you usually think of like really pretty, mm-hmm. tall, certain look, aesthetic. Um, and definitely I've noticed, um, and I, I told this also to you, where like I have different people tell me like, oh, you should shoot this specific skin tone, specific look, this specific mm-hmm. weight. Um, but really like I, while there is positives like to modeling, um, there definitely are a bunch of... Uh, bad things about it too as far 100%. as like what the look is yeah um have you in your experience doing this ha- have you felt like the way that you are that you look has that gotten you a little bit more like opportunities or yeah definitely so i since deciding that i wanted to do modeling full-time i became a lot more 
body conscious Mm -hmm. because before when I was modeling in high school, I would literally eat McDonald's on the way to a photo shoot. Mm -hmm. Like I really just didn't care because I didn't take it seriously. It was just a hobby for me. Um, And now that I'm like comparing myself to like, okay, these are the models that I aspire to be as successful as there's a lot of pressure there. Um, And I think the industry as a whole is doing better in terms of representation of body types, but still there's like such a long way to go. Like if you think about it, like if you go on Victoria's Secret models, um, if you go on Victoria's Secret's Instagram page, it's majority plus size models at the moment, Mm. which is awesome. But also like seeing the behind the scenes of that, like I've gone into an agency open call and the girl in front of me was told that, okay, well you're not tiny enough to be a size like zero high fashion model, but you're not big enough to be plus size. So if you lose weight or if you gain weight, like come back to us. And it's and like this girl that was in front of me was a perfectly healthy, normal weight. And it's like the majority of women and like even men, it's worse in in terms of body representation for men. But um, but yeah, like she was perfectly normal, healthy Mm -hmm. weight. And yet she doesn't fall on the spectrum of like what the industry standards like Mm -hmm. uphold. And it's like that's crazy because the majority of the people are either saying size zero or plus size. And they're Mm -hmm. like telling you that you can't fall anywhere in between that. Like it it blows my mind. And it like it's yeah, it's even worse for male models where like Fenty Beauty was the first to recently have like a plus size male model. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the industry went nuts. They're like, oh, my God, this is groundbreaking. And it's like, how how does no one thought to have a plus size male model before 2020 like it's just it's crazy because I think the industry is making progress in terms of body representation and racial representation but I think it's very calculated yeah like they're showing you what the consumer like wants to see and like just enough of it they're not fully representing like all body types no definitely so yeah yeah I I yeah it's definitely um for someone that's you know just entering or want to know more about the industry Mm -hmm. um you know, a lot of them get discouraged because of everything that you, that you just said, mm-hmm. and it could it, it could be a it can be a lot of pressure, a lot of you know expectations. You know, you have to look a certain way and whatever like that. But also, like, you know, with people like Fenty, with people you know that are putting more plus size models out there, um, while that is important, kind of how you said too, it's important to keep that up and not, yeah. you know have it be a, 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 a trend or like that exactly. Um, and you know, I, I think there there definitely is room for everybody. Um, everyone should at least have be able should be able to get the same opportunities, um, but I think it's important for people that are in the industry already, like us too, just to kind of push what we feel is right mm-hmm. and um, set an example for a lot of people. So for me, like you know, I'm trying to my best while trying to you know shoot bigger clients that kind of want these certain things from me. I always make it a point of like, hey, like I I, I would do this. But also, I do this as well, and I'm not gonna do this if I can't do this kind of thing. Yeah. And I think people get kind of scared to like, have that strong foot forward. Mm-hmm. But um, I think people will respect that more. Yeah, like you need to know your values mm-hmm. and like know your worth before going into anything. Yeah. And because I mean, people are gonna try to take advantage of you, and that's not just in the modeling industry. Yeah, it's like in any industry. Yeah. So you need to know like your value and your worth before like going into something like that. Yeah. Is there any um, last minute you know tips or advice you can give for people that you know? are interested in this, you know, kind of your thoughts on that? Um, yeah. So for me, I'm still trying to break into the industry. It's yeah. something that I'm still like working on. Cause right now I'm not modeling to the point where it would be a full-time career. Yeah. Um, so 
for me, I've been lucky enough to have the opportunity to where I can take some time to just really like drop everything and commit full time to Mm -hmm. modeling. And so, I mean, just take advantage of every opportunity and every relationship in the industry because the relationships are the ones that are going to like really make you enjoy your experience in the industry and really going to like help help you move forward because like you want to see your community around you like succeed and like bring them up with you like if you have a photographer you worked with a year ago that like you really clicked with and they're making it and they're like hey like I want to bring you up with me like those are the connections that are like really important not just like from a career perspective Mm -hmm. but from like a quality of life perspective so yeah I also feel like with that being said too like it's it's not a race definitely I I, I fall in in travel too where like Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to put up this much photos I have to put this much workout or and I compare myself a lot to people that are successful mm-hmm. I think that's just like a life thing also also but yeah um yeah just know that if you want this to be something that you want to pursue or you're thinking about it um you don't have to have like all these likes on, on your photo yeah. you don't have to you know book all these big big campaigns and you know all and shoot with this with this uh, photographer it's all it's all a process yeah and as long as you get started I think that's like the biggest thing just get started mm-hmm. um and you'll You'll find your way. Yeah, find exactly. your way. Um, with that being said, let's go into kind of the next topic, which is a little bit more serious. Um, but um, you mentioned that you want to talk about this because you listened to my previous podcast mm-hmm. with um, Nicolette, mm-hmm. and she mentioned, well, one, like we're both from the same um, same. We grew up in the same area, um, and you grew up in uh, Naperville, mm-hmm. and you mentioned to me how oh, like we live so close together, but like our life experiences what we had to go through um, was vastly different. Yeah. So kind of why why did you want to talk about that? Yeah, so it was something you said to me when we first met mm-hmm. is so and just for proximity of how close we live together, like it took me 20 minutes to get here oh, okay. from my house. Yeah. So very close. And you were talking about how you played tennis in high school yeah. and that your tennis team did not want to play my high school's tennis team because yeah. of how racist they were. Yeah. And that didn't surprise me at all. Like, I wasn't flabbergasted. Like, Mm. that's just, I mean, that happened Mm. at my high school a lot. And, um, but it was something that I was like, you know what, like, this is important. Like, Mm. and I want to talk about it. And, and yeah, and it was just like that where I was like, I knew that that was happening. Mm. And it's something that's hard for me. It's something that's, it's one, it's a process of me to be able to like recognize. Yeah this in my own life like it's very easy I think for people to acknowledge white privilege and that it exists um but it's harder to recognize it in your own experiences um I think for me it's been more so not what's been like given to me but what like I haven't had to deal with so like I mean I've never had to worry about like supporting my grandparents financially I've never had to worry about or like wonder why my ancestors weren't being talked about in history class or I've never had to like walk down a toy aisle and be like, why aren't there Barbies that look like me? Like I, it's more about like what I haven't had to go through. So I think it's harder to recognize and be like, that's white privilege right there. And so, um, and so, yeah, that's kind of like why I wanted to talk about it because Mm -hmm. I think it's something that like you have to, it's so easy for people just to acknowledge it, but to actually like realize it in your own life like that's something that like white people have to consciously make that decision mm-hmm. and like need to make that decision yeah. so yeah i thought it was an important topic yeah, I, to I think this topic can definitely be its own episode and so oh, yeah but yeah. um 
but you know i think in our social climate right now that we're in Mm -hmm. um with you know elections and different things that are being presented to us about movements like that Mm -hmm. um definitely race is a key key topic right now and you know i think i for one um that is a a a minority it's always reassuring when i can find people that are not of my skin color that are white that are you know for equality that are like nothing good people that that actually care and can acknowledge something like white privilege. So I think it could be scary. I don't know if you can like be on that too. Like I, I don't expect every white person to be able to speak about white privilege articulately, but just the fact mm-hmm. that you're able to like acknowledge it, that, that that's a start. And then I think it's important for, for people like you to, to have conversations within your own group because I can't I can't talk to every white person that I, I, I talk to I'm not around a lot of white people also so yeah so I I don't have the opportunity and plus like you know I think it sucks to say this but I feel like people would if you're talking with your own race it's more presentable and easier to talk to them if Definitely. you're coming from the same same kind of um, background but you know especially in this area of of um, the state that we're in. Um, yeah, I mean, if you take literally like a fifteen minute drive, you'll 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 enter like predominantly white, mm-hmm. white suburban, really high rich uh, neighborhoods. And I know where I live right here. Um, it's uh, the second biggest city in the whole entire state, mm-hmm. um, but it's primarily like Hispanic and um, kind of yeah, kind of what you mentioned. Like I've told you when I would go to different schools, um, all my team and I would like talk and on a bus and like coming back from the games, be like, oh yeah, like I literally. I, I, I hate I hate this. Like I hate people who are they like, making slurs at me. Um, I've had experiences where you know I had like balls thrown at me. I had people like whistle and like make different slurs and like that. And it's just crazy how like yeah you, you can take like a fifteen minute drive like north or south and completely different like in, environment, different climate. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean it's it's uh, I know for people like me, um, especially like like I said with you know the climate that we're in right now. We're getting beat down left and right and you kind of feel, feel, feel very hopeless, but definitely with like allies, it's important to, you know, speak up for us, but also, you know, know when to listen. I think that's Mm -hmm. a big, that's a big um, thing too, is like knowing when to talk, knowing when to listen, stuff like that. Um, Have, I wanted to um, ask you this question too about white privilege. Um, Would you say... Let's see how, how, how the word is correctly. Um, in your industry and also you as a person, ha- when when was the first moment you, you, you realized to yourself, oh, like I'm a beneficiary of white privilege? Yeah. So um, funny, not so funny story. Um, so like a week before I turned 21, I was at a uh, college football tailgate mm-hmm. And as many college kids do, I had an encounter with the police. Mm -hmm. And my mom was visiting, my brother was visiting, everybody was there. And I ended up being escorted out of this tailgate in handcuffs and spent the night in jail. And then, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Ooh, she has a bad side. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and um, so I ended up having pending misdemeanor charges against me. And... So on the day of my pretrial, I went in to talk to the judge and um, essentially like I gave her just my resume of, okay, like 
I grew up in Naperville, this nice suburb of Chicago. Mm. I went to this great high school. My parents could afford to put me in all these extracurricular activities. Mm. Um, I go to this great college. I'm in the honors college, like all of this stuff. Essentially, I handed her a resume of all my white privilege. And I was like, here it all is. Like, here you go. And I literally was in there for probably five minutes and I got a misdemeanor charge, which if you get convicted of a misdemeanor, like that's on like a job application, you have to check the box. Like, have you ever been convicted of a misdemeanor or felony? Mm -hmm. And so that's something that like, if I were have to gotten convicted, that would stay with me my entire life. Um, And it's something stupid, like underage drinking is so like so common. And, but yeah, so um, so I got my misdemeanor charges reduced to a littering ticket. Mm-hmm. So I paid $300 and I never had to deal with it again. And it was essentially because I passed over that yeah. golden ticket of like, these are all of the privileged opportunities yeah. that I've had in my life. Like here they all are for you. Do with them what you will. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and that was like when at first when it happened, I was like, holy shit, like I just got so lucky. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I dodged a bullet. It must have been a good day for the judge or something like yeah. that. And it took like a lot of reflection and like a lot of conversations with like my brother and my brother's girlfriend to like really realize that like that wasn't luck. Like you, mm-hmm. I was handed so many opportunities that other people weren't given. Mm-hmm. And to, to not only in that situation, like she made the conscious decision with her bias to to reduce my sentence and like someone that had done the exact same thing wouldn't have gotten let off so easily so it was that was when it like really clicked that I was like shit like this is something that like has impacted like my entire life like Mm -hmm. beyond just like the big fuck-ups like getting arrested but like it it's affected like the reason why like in an interview I have this polished resume is white privilege like every single opportunity that I've given Mm -hmm. like it's been given to me so yeah that was like when it all kind of flooded in and like since then it's been like a, a process of me like recognizing it more frequently but mm-hmm. also it's like still where I'm learning yeah. where um yeah learning to recognize it too so it's still like a process of me like mm-hmm. figuring it all out but um, do you ever feel nervous about like talking about this or like talking about it with the people that you know of or just in general like where do you see yourself having a voice in this conversation of race and privilege like that yeah so I've tried to really be an advocate within my own family mm-hmm. so um and I was like terrified to start doing yeah. that <laughs> um but I started having conversations with like my brother mm-hmm. and um my brother's girlfriend and my boyfriend and like from there like having because we're very much on the same page like allies mm-hmm. and so it was easy to have conversations with them because mm-hmm. we see eye to eye And then we were like, okay, like, how can we reach, like, our extended family? How can we reach, like, this group of friends that, like, has different views Mm -hmm. than us? Like, how can we be an an actual active ally? And so, like, from having their support, like, Mm -hmm. we've talked to, like, my grandparents and, like, groups of friends that that really can be doing more um, and should be doing more. Like, we've been able to have, like, or I've been able to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. So it's been... Yeah, it's been a process, but, like, I'm now, like, to the point where, like, I'm very comfortable, like, Mm -hmm. having a conversation, calling you, like, I'll call a stranger out if they say something that's, like, inappropriate, and it's, like, a sly comment under their breath, like, I have no problem being, Mm -hmm. like, that's fucked up, that's not okay, Um, but... 
but yeah, it definitely, it wasn't like an overnight thing. It was something that like I have, I've had multiple conversations and like Mm -hmm. I've been able to develop like better articulation of, and, and I do think to your point, like it's so important to, to, as a white person, like talk to other white people because I mean, they, to your point, like they are like within your circle and like take it better for whatever reason. But, but yeah, yeah. that's, that's really that's it, it, for me obviously I'm not white so I mm-hmm. don't know like what those conversations look like mm-hmm. you know how people that are white have to break it down to people like that um yeah I mean I think the more that we have people having the conversations for us the more that you know people will hopefully start to listen yeah I think with our up a political climate right now and how it's shifted in a really positive direction now thankfully I know um hopefully you know a lot more talks will be happening and a lot mm-hmm. more uh, racism will be died down yeah um but it's important though yeah i mean with this whole white privilege um it's uh it's definitely something that i get nervous to like, talk about too because i have yeah. like, a lot of like white friends as, as well and i always don't as someone that is a like minority i never want to like sound condescending to people or be like oh like just kind of make it make them seem un- un- uncomfortable about about talking about um, with it but yeah i mean just my experience growing up you know here like, they're just crazy stories. I have friends that have even crazier stories. I have people that, you know, um, don't have... It's, it's, it's crazy how, like, in, in like, my exact, like, my, my high school, um, how we get funding is from the state. But if you go, like, to, like, Neighborville or if you go to, like, Geneva like that, a lot of their, you know, um, funding for the schools come from, like, property taxes because people that have nice houses, nice jobs can pay, and then their schools get funded more. So my school was completely underfunded. We had like shit textbooks. We didn't have like like new um, uh, uniforms for like sports stuff like that. Um, and going to different schools is definitely like besides getting you know comments like that about about race like that. It's just embarrassing sometimes to like have to go in that environment, having to you know say hey like we're here to play sports, but you know we don't have like the best equipment. We don't have you know nice you know um, outfits and it's it's yeah it's definitely very very complex i i also have um i used to live in uh, oak park um so i lived there with someone i was with and um it was like is this is actually like a more like i can physically see like a change because there's this bridge um and if you cross the one side of the bridge it literally like it's it's completely crazy it's like super nice and like brick roads and all Mm -hmm. these nice houses and literally you just walk the other side and it's like completely like busted down and that's just, it's crazy how you, know, you can live so, so close somewhere and literally have two different worlds. Yeah. But, you know, I think I think the more that we can merge those two worlds together, um, it'll, it'll overall make a better society. And hopefully white privilege is something that will continue to be talked about um, and more people feel comfortable to have the conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully. thank you for talking about that. Of course. Yes. Of course. I kind of wanted to pick it up now. Yeah. Have it be less serious. Yeah. Um, and kind of talk about what I want to talk about um, now with is relationships. Yes. Um, because I just, I, I want to just kind of break down your thoughts on love. Cause I actually think about love a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a, I'm very like hopeless. Like I, <laughs> I fall in love really easily. Okay. Um, and that tends to be the worst of me because I get into <laughs> situations where I should not be. Um, but, and I just wanted to, yeah, to talk about love and kind of, um, where, where we're at. So for me, love is different because being gay, like I've had to transition into like, oh, I, I used to like, uh, uh, well, I used to date women and then I started to date men 
and the whole love for me shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, like, what is if as much as you want to tell, what has your love life been like? Like, what was? Yeah, so I have only ever dated one person, oh, really? only been in okay. love with one person, oh, and that's <laughs> my current partner, Eric. We have been together for six and a half years. That's good. So since we were babies. Um, but like, honestly, we say this all the time that the people that we were when we met, when Mm. we were, what was that? Like we met the summer after my freshman year of high school. So like we were babies. Mm. Um, we're completely different people than we were then. And Mm. like, I mean, we went to different colleges. We had different experiences, different friends. Mm. And so we grew to be very independent people. But instead of in most cases where people would like grow apart, we just grew like closer together. Mm -hmm. So like it's a very like freak situation, in my opinion, where like as opposed to um, like establishing yourself as an independent person and not really needing your significant other. We found it like as a great balance. Um, And I think we're just like honestly lucky to have grown in similar paths. But yeah, I've only had one significant other, one love, except, okay, when I was in like sixth grade, I got asked out as a dare and was in a relationship for like a week before Eric. But I don't know if that counts. (laughs) That is is interesting. I've actually never met someone that like, well, I I have people that have been with someone for a long time, but Mm -hmm. like never like, you know, just that the one one person. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Interesting. That's actually, um, so my mom was kind of like the same way Mm -hmm. um, with my dad before they got uh, divorced. But yeah, same, same thing with, they were met in high school and that was pretty much all. And I always ask her like, how, like how, like how do you make that work? Like, like for me, like I've been in like long term um, with, with people, and I it, I understand like you know it takes a lot to, to be with somebody, and obviously if you're with someone for a long time, there's you know different aspects of that. But I just it never it seems like how do you do that? Like that's that's yeah. Really... Um, <laughs> well, there's no formula for it, but <laughs> but um, I think for us like we made sure to like have relationships outside of each other not Mm. romantic relationships but friendships and like we're both friends like I have a great group of like girl and guy friends and he does as well so like we always are surrounded with a bunch of people Mm. and and I think it's so important to like establish yourself as a person first and then we we just like constantly would check in and be like hey are you still like into this and he's (laughs) like yeah I'm still into it and so I mean it works out um but but honestly like we have opposite flaws Mm. if that makes sense and like we complement each other really well to where I have a very like I have a temper (laughs) and and he doesn't and so like our my bad qualities he combats with like his good qualities and vice versa so I think we just like fit very well together but there's no like there's nothing that we did that was like any special other than just being like very open and like communicating and I mean being together for six and a half years we've gone through a lot together mm-hmm. and so I think that's only made us closer um but we've always been like open with each other like if we're like okay like I'm not getting enough from you in this department like mm-hmm. step it up and we're like very responsive to that but but yeah I think like we're just each other's best friends so it works out but but yeah, there's no formula for it. I, I wish I had that. 
Uh, I'm missing <laughs> one right now, and you know, I love him. It's really great. Um, actually, one of my like most healthiest like relationships I've had. Yeah, so I'm really happy about that. Happy for you. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, love for me it's it's, it's difficult. I I I don't, I don't know if you're into like astrology and like that, but for some reason, I always date like Tauruses, <laughs> and I, I I tell people all the time like I don't date Taurus, so they will ruin your life. They're, <laughs> they're really stubborn. Like that's, that's like like the, like the main thing of in me. Like my sign is. Uh, Sagittarius, which is commonly known as like very like free flowing, adventurous, like to be outside, mm-hmm. stuff like that, kind of go with the flow kind of person. It's very contrasting to like a Taurus. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I always date like like a Taurus, and they're just so stubborn. Yeah, and I I that's kind of one of my like main pet peeves now. I mean, it would mm-hmm. it, obviously it's not pet peeve now if I'm with someone that's also a Taurus right now. But yeah, I just it's it's difficult. Love for me has been like ups and downs, especially like you know being gay. Um, kind of my scene, I always say, like, I hate dating people. Like, I never want to date people. I just mm-hmm. kind of want to, like, be with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never really had a period of my life where, like, I've been, like, single for a long time. I always, like, jump into one, which maybe isn't the best thing. <laughs> but, um, but I will, yeah, I've always, you know, found someone really quickly and then kind of made things happen because, um, being gay, like, it's just, I've had a lot of friends also that kind of, kind of share the same thing it was, like, in our like, community, it's a very, like, accepting like that but it's also very toxic in, in some aspects of like there's a lot of just like hooking up culture a lot of you know you have to look this certain way um and i think when it comes to like love in our generation i'm always confused with it i i, I want to have like stories of like you where like you just find someone it just works and you know you, obviously you have your you know ups and downs but it just works mm-hmm. but I, i've never had that experience so it's always it's, it's interesting to 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 hear that from you, and, you yeah know, and i'm like i'm like the same way like i mean i can only compare my senior or my single life to like six seven mm-hmm. years ago <laughs> but um like i was the same way where i met eric and i was like okay like we're not gonna date for a while like mm-hmm. you're gonna be my boyfriend and this is gonna be official like i'm not one to like date around and and it's hard because again like I'll have like my girlfriends ask for dating advice mm. and I'm like it's almost like unfair because <laughs> I am I don't have dating experience <laughs> like I don't date so like I don't yeah it's I'm terrible at giving like my friends advice dating advice because I'm like I don't know I haven't dated I just funny. showed up and it and, you know seven years later here we are but that's nice that's that nice. yeah I mean I, I'm also the same way I, I, I don't know if this is like Maybe because I'm a gay, but I have a lot of like like women come up to me and they like always ask for advice about like love or about you know. Well, you're very easy to talk to. I feel like it's probably that quality. Well, yeah, probably why. Also, at the same point though, like I'm 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 very like cynical as a person. Like (laughs) I so I always say like oh like it'll it'll just work out or I'll give like really short answers to like advice. Mm -hmm. But also like I just as someone that that's gay like just because I'm gay doesn't mean that I want to you know that I have all the answers to everything. Yeah. I think people just think I'm like a genie. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to like, oh, you know. Your magic gay yeah. juju. Yeah, especially like going, this is like a wholly different topic as well. That kind of correlates, <laughs> but like, this is a event, event, but real quick about this. Um, if if you are a female, do not come up to me and say, we be my gay best friend? Oh. Can we go shopping together? Oh. Can, can we do this? Because I'm gay, but I don't have any fashion sense. I, I, I don't know what looks good on anybody, even mm-hmm. myself. So I'm not gonna tell you like, oh, wear this. This is really cute. How do you generalize all gays? Like all gays. Love shopping. I'm always on on, like TikTok, and I see like a lot of bunch like you know like different um, 
like funny like videos of like you know if you're like a white cis cis girl don't ask me about your outfit because i don't give a fuck (laughs) 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 i really don't i I love it yeah i um kind of backtracking a bit um what are well since i I, since i i i'm not gonna lie i kind of assume that you've you dated around Mm -hmm. people so this would be interesting to have conversations like this but um I want to talk about any like bad experiences that you've had like dating or hmm. just you know with someone the ones you're with like anything that wow what is the hardest would you say um with dating someone for for a long time for long term stuff um the hardest thing so for me I tend if I spend a lot of time with someone mm. I want to kill them and I'm like <laughs> just get away I need a few days without you um and so that kind of and i'm like independent to a fault Mm. like um and ironically enough um throughout covid and quarantine Mm. i am now living with eric my boyfriend Mm. and my mother so that's been a dynamic it (laughs) Um, sounds like it yeah and so um i think the hardest thing with that is my mom loves to get involved in our like little fake fights. <laughs> so we'll be arguing over something so stupid, like the laundry or, or whatever. And she's like, Kelsey, you need to be nicer to Eric. Like, <laughs> no. And she just chimes in with her two cents whenever she gets the chance. And I'm like, you know what, mom? This wouldn't have pissed me off yeah. if me and Eric would have just been like, oh, ha, do the laundry, whatever, and like moved on. But the fact that you have to interject every time yeah. and take his side... So that's been an an interesting dynamic. And I think it's just like the hardest part is that we started dating in a point where like every year there's like a new chapter of our life. Mm. So like graduating high school, going to college, Mm. now graduating and starting full time careers, figuring out where we want to live. There's so many things that that's hard enough to decide for yourself, but having to decide that with someone else and like make sure that your visions for your future align. Like Mm. that's something that was like, very difficult and like I never thought I wanted to get married and like have kids or anything I always wanted to adopt but I never wanted to like have my own kids and Mm. like that's something that Eric like really cares about so it's like it's the compromise part of it because I'm so stubborn and independent I'm like that Taurus personality that you were talking about um but I'm not but I have the personality (laughs) traits get out out right now (laughs) but um I think that's like the hardest thing is just like constantly checking in like okay are we aligned like Mm. Where do you see yourself in five years? Like, you know, so. Yeah, communication is definitely key. Any yeah. Any type of like relationship. I, I I was with somebody prior for like two and a half years and we were really good at like communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe to a fault. Like pretty, uh, we were too comfortable with each other. So we would like call out little things mm-hmm. and then we would have like big fights about them. Um, obviously that didn't work out. <laughs> um, also, they were very toxic. So yeah. um, definitely uh, a bad experience that I had with love like that. They were very like, like they would cheat on me a lot. They would do all these things. So um, I definitely don't recommend anybody. <laughs> also, it probably doesn't help that like, I'm, like I, I met them on Facebook. We started dating and then like, Four months later, like we like moved in together. Okay. So maybe don't do that. Big steps. Big steps. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Um, but yeah, that, that that that's interesting. That that's nice. I I like I said, I, I want to have that like like lore for me where I just kind of meet someone who works. Hopefully that's the case right now. Um, yeah. I should probably we should probably do this again. And I'll bring him him here like that. We can have yes. like a three way like podcast. He's really like yes. he's, he's really cool. He's, he's really appropriate. I love that. We'll have a three way. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so we're we're, we're gonna go now then to mine to our our little game I have. So the backstory about how I decided to play this game was because I was at work and there's this one brand of water that um, is um, pretty much known for everybody being terrible. <laughs> so it's the only water that we had. So I was at, at my job and I told like my all like my um, my boss one like I, mean, I will literally die right now. I'm not <laughs> drinking that water. So but I still did because I was I was dying, but. We're going to play a little game today. We're going to taste a bunch of waters, and we're going to rate them on a scale of 1 to 5 and pick the best and the worst ones. So I have five waters we're going to try out. So for here. I'm so excited. Drops everything. So are you rating them solely on flavor, or what's the scale? Um, Let's do... Yeah, let's do flavor, um, how it goes down, and just taste like that. So we have Mr. Smart Water. We have core hydration. We have have Evian. We have uh, Dasani, and then we have Fiji water. So we're gonna take a little. Like, I'm not gonna put like the whole thing in there. Yeah. So I'll give you which one you want. I'll take this one. That okay. So let's try here. Uh, which one do you wanna do first? Hmm. Well, first, which one do you think is gonna be your favorite? My favorite. Um, I've had Fiji. It's really good. I've okay. Actually, let's try my order. I love Smart Water. Okay. I think that's gonna be my favorite. But I haven't I haven't tried like Core or okay. Evian. Alright, let's do then here. Let's start with Fiji then. Let's, okay. let's go over with that. Start with the bougiest. So, yeah, start yeah. I always like <laughs> don't want to get this one because it's always expensive too. All, oh all my these God, waters so like, ridiculous. Like, like, this one was literally the cheapest, but all of them I spent like fifteen bucks on no all these five waters. <laughs> the water. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know water is this expensive. Do you drink bottled water regularly? Like is that your go to? Um, I try to like use like recyclable like 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 mm-hmm. like that um but yeah usually i'm i'm a hoe for tap water <laughs> i love just tap water that like kind of has a little like chemically mm-hmm. taste in it <laughs> like, i don't know what it is i love tap water okay so the first one is fiji let's have a okay. taste and see that's not bad actually that's yeah that's- like some of them have like minerally taste oh, to yeah, them, yeah. and this one doesn't. I yeah, feel like it's very really clean. Yeah, which I mean, kind of makes sense. It's like pretty like bougie. Okay, I'll, I'll give yeah. that one. I'll give it. I'll give it a four. Four out of five. Four out of five. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do. I like that. I like the nothingness of it. So I'm gonna do a four point five. Okay. Four point five. <laughs> okay, that was Fiji. Let's do. Um, I actually want to try core. I've never had core. I've never had it. Oh, I have to finish this. Yeah. Let's see. Oh gosh. Ripping shots over here. Yeah, actually. I was like, hey, we should drink. And then she's like, oh, I don't drink. <laughs> Only I know. Like, okay, this well, is have... a special occasion. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I'll get it. Okay, this is core. Okay. Okay. Core. Ready? Oh, that's different. That is different. That definitely has that mineral. It does, yeah. I think this is, yeah, it says. Perfectly balanced pH purified water. That's what it is. What and is with pH? Do you know the whole deal with I, everyone's stick about pH? I don't. I'm really bad when it comes to like science like that. I, I don't know it either. But everyone's like, I need perfectly balanced pH. Yeah, I know. I, I, I okay. I'll get that. Actually, I mean, it wasn't bad. It definitely yeah. taste. I'll get that. It has an aftertaste. It does. <laughs> I'll give it a 3.5. I like that. Yeah. Um. Hmm, I'm going to say 3. Okay. That wasn't it for me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do um, let's do Dasani. Oh yes, everyone's favorite. Yeah, I saw a tweet um like months ago during like the um like when we 
of course going into like quarantine and everyone was like 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 buying a bunch of like supplies at the store mm-hmm. i saw a tweet that said well there's a picture actually and it's like everyone bought every type of water but like the sani <laughs> and it was like the only one that was like oh, super like full shelf and i was like you know what I've seen? I've seen someone doing a YouTube video of a water t- like taste test, yeah. and they literally vomited because of Dasani. I'm like, okay, Dasani, it's, it's not terrible. It's not it. that bad. Like, you yeah. don't need to throw up over it. Like, it just takes me back to being at like an amusement park, like oh, yeah, a definitely. Six Flags or a. Okay, let's see. I taste it. It tastes like plastic. It does. <laughs> it does. And you give me a lot, so I have to yeah, finish. I know, you're like, yeah, for <laughs> your own. I pour a little bit of mine. I'm like, I know how to taste dirty. Okay, I'll give that. Yeah, I feel honestly, I think it's like Dasani's water bottles have such thin plastic that, like, when the sunlight hits it, okay. the chemicals like get into the water. Okay. Yeah, I, don't I, fact check me, but okay. Okay. no, I'm, I'm actually pretty sure that's true because I had an aunt tell me like, don't leave your water bottles in the car. Yeah, and drink it, you'll literally die. You get toxins <laughs> from it. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give that. I give that definitely like a 1.5. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, yeah. Dasani failed us. Okay. Yeah. Let's do. I'm familiar with smart water, so let's do smart I water. I love then. smart water. Yes. I actually didn't. I started drinking smart water like, I think like a year ago. It's been like my go to. It's mm-hmm. also not that expensive. So, like. The thing, this is so stupid, but I love the way Dasani water bottles like look in a refrigerator. Okay. Like when you have them all lined up perfectly, yeah. like they look beautiful. Yeah, I, I actually was going to get that, um, what's called, um, it's called, uh, Voss. Oh, Voss. Voss looks, like, it literally looks very fancy. This is so it. ridiculous, but I remember, like, in middle school, kids would try to, like, flex and bring Voss water to school and, like, set it on their desk, like, what's up? I drink Voss. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Okay. Okay. I'm pretty sure this is going to be, okay. like, a five out of five. I like mm-hmm. Let's do it. That is, that is good. It's like the perfect amount of minerally. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I, like, it has the aftertaste, but it's not super strong. Mm, yeah, five. Give that five. 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 <laughs> yeah, let's try Evian. I've, I've heard a lot about Evian. I just never had it. I just never, like... I've seen... Anything, but... Have you seen their, like, water spray that you, like, just missed your face with? I think so. They literally sell... It's that water, but it has, like, a spritzer okay. for your face, and people will pay, like... I don't know how much it is, like... 10 15 bucks for their water in a spray form just to be like ah refreshing evian on my face oh, okay, yeah, i mean good for them for like finding that niche in the market but <laughs> i'm not gonna be okay. buying it okay okay evian. it kind of tastes like dasani a little bit yeah yeah that wasn't hmm. what i thought it'd be I think it's somewhere in between, like it's kind of plain like Fiji. Okay. Yeah, I give that. Mm. Yeah, I just thought that it would be a lot better. I'm gonna say three point five maybe. uh, I give that like three and a half, four. Yeah. I'll give that. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Not not bad. Not bad. I was gonna get like more water, but I'm like, I don't know. I just wanna get. No. Yeah. I mean, this is a good range. Okay. So let's put it. Let's do. Okay. Let's do our. Of um one through five each, so okay. definitely put like Dasani for me last. Yeah. I'll put um, I'll put Evian fourth. Mm-hmm. I'll do. I actually like Core a lot, even though it had like that. that taste it has it. an after flavor, but yeah. Okay, I'll put Core third actually. I'll put Fiji second, and I'll do Smart Water because that's my favorite one. 
Yeah, I'm the same. Same, same lineup. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you matched. You matched. Yes. Okay, yeah. So if you're out there, um, make sure to get smart water and you'll be um, a very elite. And don't be like Pisani. If you are, um, you're actually psychotic. So don't, don't, yeah, don't get it. Okay, cool. That, that, was, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Yes. Okay, cool. I okay, Hydration. So <laughs> yeah, I actually say I always see like those tweets as like oh I don't forget like to like um to have water I'm just like water has been especially when like this is my backtrack but like for fitness like I've noticed I'm starting to like to go to like like gym mm-hmm. I never drink water I always drink pop all the time but mm-hmm. I noticed a difference when I started drinking more water yeah and like my skin too I was just mm-hmm. like I got like a skincare routine now and I was just like yeah water and it helps yeah for me I like I'm not a big I can't just chug a glass of water like I need some flavoring in it so okay. like a Mio or oh, like yeah, yeah. any any flavoring even just like fruit but I'm the same way like I'm not like oh, yeah. a gung-ho water well, person here's the question then uh, do you like your water ice cold or like warm uh definitely ice cold okay. like this is a little painful for me <laughs> because i normally don't drink water but it doesn't have ice in it. like i don't know what it is if you hand me like a warm glass of water i would i do it no no well i mean you have five five glasses yeah so. yeah well if i'm like in the desert and you hand me warm water yeah. well I, i've actually heard that like if you have like ice water it's actually not healthy for you really yeah i've, I've, I've read that like isn't it still just it, like, water well, I, I've read that if it's like warm, like lukewarm, uh-huh. it's like the best type of water. It like huh. goes down like easier and helps mm. you get hydrated more. Not gonna You're happen. Like, no. <laughs> 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 oh yikes! Okay, well that was us having water. Um, so definitely, thank you for coming on. Let's wrap it up then. Thank yeah. you for coming on the show. Really of nice to have you on. Um, talked about you know relationships, fitness, modeling. Um, white privilege so i enjoyed having, having a little talk with Me you too. So coming on hopefully yeah. we can do it again yeah have more people on have like actual like set this time yeah <laughs> yeah fun. yeah so is there any uh last minute things you want to say um you can plug in any type of like social media or hmm. anything like that i'll plug in instagram here we so. go uh my instagram is at kelsey underscore heitzman k-e-l-s-e-y underscore h-e-i-t-z-m-a-n bam and that's it. Thanks for having me. I had so much fun. Yeah, this is fun. This is fun. I want to definitely um, have you back on for sure. We yes, can, we need to have that threesome we were talking about. Actually, yeah, yeah, that, that, that'd be really dope. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'll put the first half um, on YouTube since my camera turned off halfway. So <laughs> we'll, put, uh, we'll put the um, half episode on, on YouTube. Once again, thank you for checking out the podcast. You can check it out every Thursday, 9 a.m. is when we start posting on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. And uh, yeah, thank you again. If you want to be on the show, DM me, email me. If you're a small business or anyone that wants to have some promotion, give you a shout out on the show. If you're for DM me as well, and we can uh, discuss um, how to set that up. So without further ado, good night or good morning, actually, because it's 9 a.m. So um, have a good rest of your day. See you later. Bye. <laughs>